Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. Some thought it was fireworks. One lady I spoke with thought her backyard fence had fallen over. But a lot of them didn't really think too much of it until they saw a lot of police presence outside. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. On Sunday, January 23rd, a loud noise echoed throughout the South Oak Park neighborhood of Sacramento. I I heard a great big crash. I thought something had hit the side of my house. I don't know if you ever heard like a propane tank like explode, like just something like that. We don't expect it's like a bomb. We thought it's like only a fireworks. The neighborhood's residents soon learned the noise wasn't a propane tank or a crash or fireworks. The taillight blasted into smithereens, a hole through the sun visor and glass littering the road. It's not evidence of a car crash, but debris left behind after a car was bombed in Sacramento's Oak Park neighborhood. One of two things, either they like doing that or they're trying to cause some harm to something. That's just the only scary part. You know, someone's really knowledgeable to be making something like that. So to have somebody like attack the neighborhood is upsetting. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Andy Judson joins us from ABC 10 in Sacramento, where earlier this year, residents of the city's South Oak Park neighborhood heard what one resident described as sounding like a big crash. Take us through what happened. Yeah, so you just named it. Um, Basically, on Sunday, January 23rd, it was around 945 um, in the evening. And these residents living in this neighborhood heard what they called a loud boom. A lot of them described it as some thought it was fireworks. One lady I spoke with thought her backyard fence had fallen over. She even went in the backyard to check. Um, But a lot of them didn't really think too much of it until they saw a lot of police presence outside. Um, And what had happened was a homemade pipe bomb had been detonated inside an unoccupied vehicle there. Um, There were luckily no injuries, but it was still really alarming to this neighborhood. And, you know, the one of the neighbors I spoke with said, you know, what if a kid had been walking by? What if I had been walking by? So it really kind of set them on alert. Right. Nobody was injured, but someone easily could have been. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you don't really want bombs going off in your neighborhood no matter where they are. So, yeah, it was really scary for a lot of these neighbors when they actually found out that it wasn't fireworks. It wasn't, you know, the fence falling over. It was a homemade bomb that someone had set off inside an unoccupied vehicle. You talked about some of the people who live in this neighborhood thinking the sound might have been fireworks or an accident of some kind. How did these same residents react 
after they learned that this wasn't an accident, that this was something that was apparently intentional. A lot of neighbors really described it as just being really scary when they found out what exactly it was. A lot of them saw the police presence outside. A lot of them turned on the news to find out what exactly had happened. And a lot of them had said, you know, this isn't something that's happened in this neighborhood before. Can you talk a little bit more about this neighborhood, the South Oak Park neighborhood? Sure, yeah. So South Oak Park is a neighborhood, and I'll kind of describe it through um, residents who actually live there, how they explain it. Um, One neighbor actually told me it's kind of had a bad rap over the years, but it's also facing a lot of gentrification. Um, This neighbor I spoke with has lived there for about 10 years, and she called it a delight living there. And she's seen families move in and fix up homes. Her home was this funky purple house that was uh, painted bright purple. Um, And, you know, so when you drive around, when we were doing this investigation, when you drive around, there's like a mixture of kind of the old versus the new, the very gentrifying kind of feeling. Um, There's a mixture of abandoned cars. There is a homeless presence, but it's also combined with these houses with kids' toys, with little tricycles and them playing out front. Um, We spoke with, you know, families that had just come home from grocery shopping. So it's a really interesting mix, but you do find that there are a lot of abandoned vehicles or just kind of cars sitting around, especially on the little outskirts of this four-block radius where these bombings took place. Neighbors we spoke to off-camera say the city has been slow to act on their reports of dumped vehicles. They say this one, a white and graffitied Volkswagen, has been on the street for about a month. Neighbors say it's not only an eyesore, but the blight is attracting crime and creating hazards for residents. According to the city of Sacramento's website, the car's condition would allow the city to immediately tow the car without notice. The owner. You said bombings. When does the next bombing take place? Yeah, so I'm really trying to paint a picture of this neighborhood because it soon became very obvious that it was a target as five days later on Friday, January 28th, a little earlier in the evening, around 6 p.m. So people really are, you know, up and around at this time. There's another explosion that occurred and police found it was basically the exact same as the first. It was a homemade pipe bomb had been placed in an abandoned vehicle and was detonated. Um, And when you look at a map, you can see how close it was to the first bombing that had happened just five days prior. Um, It was less than half a mile. I would say it's around three blocks. So, you know, you have this first bombing, which of course sets people on alarm, it concerns people, but then you have a second one. And so this neighborhood's now really concerned. They're saying, what the heck is going on? And I would say the police are also very much on alert now. Neighbors say the car that was bombed here was abandoned for about a week before it was hit, stripped of its parts and its windows open, similar to this one. They're worried it could happen again. After a second bombing in five days, the question is, who's doing this? What does the investigation into these two bombings look like? Yeah, exactly. So this is still under investigation. So we don't have, you know, a full picture because police aren't releasing a ton of details. But what the Sacramento police have told us is that in the coming day or so after the second bombing occurred, the police um, basically canvassed this area of this four block radius in South Oak Park 
And in their ongoing investigation, they end up serving a search warrant and they arrest a 23-year-old man. His name is Cody Wiggs. This isn't Wiggs's first run-in with the law. According to the Sacramento court system, Wiggs is currently on probation after being- What can you tell us about Cody Wiggs? What do we know about his background? When he was arrested, we looked up to see if he had any run-ins with the law before, and we found just a plethora of charges, um, including that he had a warrant out for his arrest at the time that the bombings were going off, Um, and he was also still under probation um, after being arrested in 2020 for carrying a concealed weapon. And that's just in Sacramento County. So if you actually drive down the I-5, as Californians will know, you'll enter into San Joaquin County, which is also a really large county in our area. And we looked him up there in San Joaquin County as well. And he was arrested a number of times there as well in the last four years, including for having a loaded firearm, vandalism, having a controlled substance and narcotics for sale. So... When we went to the neighbors and spoke with them about this person and and kind of his background, a lot of them we spoke with felt like, you know, how the heck was this guy allegedly walking around and making homemade bombs and detonating those bombs, you know, before being arrested when he had this big of a track record before? Um, Now he's being held on felony charges without bail. And then police say um, his motive was unclear. You mentioned Wiggs was arrested right after investigators executed a search warrant. Do we know what they found when they executed that search warrant? Yeah, so they actually found two more pipe bombs um, that they assumed were going to be used for similar detonations in the area. Um, So it was good that they made their arrest when they did because they found these and they weren't used, but also scary to know that these other bombs were you know, there and could have been used and potentially actually hurt someone in these coming times. What's been the reaction you've heard from residents of this neighborhood to this arrest? Is it relief? Are they still concerned? How are folks feeling? It's it's really interesting because there is definitely a sense of relief, especially because there were these two bombings that happened within this week and it really set everyone on edge. But A lot of the residents have, you know, kind of questioned, you know, they've heard fireworks or loud booms in the past. And I think a lot of them are now questioning, you know, how do we know when to call the police or not? Or is this connected to other, you know, loud noises or, you know, pipe bombs or things that have happened in the past? Um, I think instead of feeling a sense of maybe relief more so, they're also having a lot of questions that come up with this arrest, as well as, you know, the question of why wasn't he arrested sooner. Andy Judson with ABC 10 in Sacramento. Thanks for sharing the story. Thank you for having me. And as always, thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're right here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the podcast wherever you're listening right now. If you're looking for more podcasts, you can head over to vaultstudios.com for a full list of our shows that includes our newest podcast, Killer Cases. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. <laughs>